WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents the longest-running program on affiliate marketing. Welcome to Affiliate Buzz. Our hosts, James and Arlene Martell, are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Now, please welcome James and Arlene. Hi, it's James Martell here, and welcome to edition number 348 of the Affiliate Buzz, where we're dedicated to sharing with you what's working today to help you make more money, take back control of your own time, and to break free of the proverbial rat race. If you're joining us live here today on Webmaster Radio, it's great to have you with us. If you're joining us through a podcast on your smartphone, tablet, computer, or Wi-Fi radio, a very special welcome to you as well. Arlene's away today. She's uh, not too far away, though. She's actually working and, I think, relaxing out on the patio. So uh, no Arlene today, but not to worry, because I have an awesome guest joining us, uh, Vinny O'Hare, internet pioneer, podcaster, speaker, author, and a highly successful decade-long affiliate marketer. And today we're going to talk about why it pays to think outside the box. And I can't think of anybody better to help us do that. And we're going to be talking about a wide variety of things, everything from money-making tips and strategies that are working today. We're going to talk about how Vinny got the uh, attention of CNN and talk about Cadillacs and developing content around your passion content creation using your camera. We're going to talk a little bit about Hurricane Sandy in New York. We're going to talk about affiliate marketing successes and failures. We're going to have the speed round. And as usual, we'll wrap it up with a little uh, little dream building and talk about some trips and travel and some lifestyle. Now, Vinny O'Hare, he started his online journey way back and actually the same year I did, back in 1999. And in Vinny's case, he was selling on eBay, which led him to developing websites for his own products and then into the affiliate marketing space. Uh, Vinny is a long-suffering, as he says, uh, Atlanta Falcons, uh, Falcons fan. He's an NASCAR fan and lately a droid lover. He currently has approximately 30 highly ranked profitable websites. He's a good friend and he seems to be a bit of a traveling Wilbury these days because uh, I guess thanks to affiliate marketing and a little bit of Hurricane Sandy, he uh, is originally and probably still from the uh, the great city of Brooklyn, New York, uh, Brooklyn, one of the boroughs, and uh, has the accent to prove it. Vinny, my friend, welcome to the Affiliate Buzz. Thank you very much, James. It's nice to be here. You know what? I got to actually apologize to you. I was looking through the archives to find a show where you and I had talked in the past. Right. And I found a couple coffee talks you and I have had a chance to uh, do a few years ago. Uh, actually, many years ago now, but you have not been on the affiliate buzz, and what a what a moron I am! Let me wow, tell you. I find that hard to believe. No kidding, we've 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 known each other for over a decade now. Or I guess probably right on a decade. We've met up at conferences. We've met on, you know, some of the greatest hotels uh, in North America. We've been to share sale think tanks together. We've been to affiliate summit in both cases more times than we could probably count. We've chatted on the phone. I don't know why we haven't had you on the buzz because I always enjoy talking to you. So let's uh, let's jump in. I got a whole pile of things uh, to talk about with you. You have one of these very interesting lives. Uh, let's uh, let's go back to uh, you know before we get into talking about what's working and all the stuff we're going to cover off today. Take some time and tell us about. Uh, about yourself, not Vinny, the business, but about you personally, your history, your background, and, and maybe what you were doing before you discovered the internet. Okay, well, 
Uh, let's see. I worked in New York City Transit for twenty, almost twenty-five years, putting up ads in the in the New York subway. And talk about that's going to be a whole other book. But uh, while I was doing that, I was watching the ad copy and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And I I just translated that online. And probably about ten or fifteen years into working there, I started doing the online business, uh, buying and selling stuff on eBay and all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, eventually, I just decided if I can make an eBay web page with content, I can make a website because it's nothing but a whole bunch of pages strung together at that point. And so that's basically how I started there. I remember mentioning one time to you that uh, I would love to see uh, Billy Joel in concert. And you go, I've seen him a hundred times. And yeah, I guess there, there's some good advantages. And uh, you've talked about many of those uh, growing up in the Brooklyn area. Talk a little bit about Brooklyn. It kind of set the stage where where you live, and I know you're going back. We'll talk a little bit about Hurricane Sandy because I know you got hammered by that, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But kind of go back to, to living in Brooklyn and you know the lifestyle of, of uh, New York City. Yeah, well, well, technically we live in Queens, but we're on like the Queens-Brooklyn borderline, so like 90% of the time we're in Brooklyn. Okay. So, And it's much easier to explain that to somebody. Whenever I travel somewhere and somebody always says, oh, where are you from? You have to say New York. And then I say, where in New York? Yet then I have to say New York City. Then they're like, what part of New York City? So if I if I say Queens, they're asking me what's that. If I just say Brooklyn, the conversation's over. They know where I'm from. Okay. So I kind of use Brooklyn as a default. You know, makes perfect sense. Well, and I think probably the reason I, I picked up on the Vinny from Brooklyn because if I recall, you've got a website, VinnyFromBrooklyn.com. Yeah, that is correct. Okay, I uh, so I started that. Go. I started that a, a long time ago. It's uh. It's been a whole bunch of different sites, what to do in Brooklyn and, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. A lot of people, a lot of my relatives, when they come into town, they ask me, oh, what should we do? Should we go to the Empire State Building? Should we do that? And I'm like, that's all tourist stuff. This is the stuff you really want to do. So I started a website, VinnyFromBrooklyn.com, only because it sounds better than VinnyFromQueens.com. <laughs> well, and that's what you did for us. Every time Arlene and I come into town, and we're always tapping you on the shoulder. And actually, that was one of the coffee talks. What do we do when we go to New York City? And let's learn from a couple of, of locals, you in particular, who've been there for forever. And one of the places you'd sent us, which was just amazing, was, if you recall, you sent us to the New York Transit Museum. Correct. And what a, what a spectacular um, uh, display that was. And just for, for listeners – Basically, it's an old subway tunnel that's been blocked off at both ends and restored. And in the subway tunnel and in the station, there's a station there, on both sides of the track, there's old subway cars that take you right back to the beginning of the New York subway system and brings you current. So you can start in, in a car from you know, the late 1800s and then just walk from car to car to car right up to pretty much present day. And being a big transit buff that uh, Arlene and I are, uh, that was we spent a whole pile of time there. It was just a great, great place to go. I, I was there not too re- not too long ago. Uh, well, I guess it's been about two years now, and I took like five thousand pictures, and none of them have seen the light of day on the internet. So I gotta make you a little album. There you go. That would be awesome. And of course, our son Adam, uh, he's absolutely a train fan, and you can put subways right in the uh, in the list of trains. So now. You had also mentioned something, and, and one of the reasons we kind of started chatting very early on, because was because of your experience in the in the New York subway system and working there. And you were working on when I when I met you, you hadn't retired yet, and you'd had a, a goal to retire. And I think you were aiming for your twenty or twenty fifth year there. Twenty five. Yeah. 
25 years. Okay. And you were, I remember though, and, and one of the reasons that I called this thinking outside the box, and I've, I've watched you do this a hundred times. You've always come with these simple and sometimes even, I guess, complicated strategies to, to generate uh, traffic to your site. But one of the things that you were doing back then is you, you had, and I met you in Soho at a share sale event. I think that's where you showed them to me, where you were, you were distributing business cards. Correct. Uh, with your website address on it, and you had take us back to that because that was a very innovative yeah. little. I guess idea. at the time I had about fifteen websites, and I had business cards for like each one. And you're gonna love this, James. I don't think I ever disclosed this to you. Uh, I would just put them on the seats in the subway trains as I was changing the posters, you know, here and there, handing them out all over the place. But on the back of the business card, I actually had a deal, an affiliate deal, with one of the business card companies. I won't mention, but it had my affiliate. URL. Okay. I, I had my own custom URL. So not only was I driving traffic to my websites, if the people flipped the card over, they were actually signing using my affiliate link to get business cards. Yeah, just a great little strategy <laughs> where offline meets the online world. And now with the days of Vistaprint around and low cost, you know, high quality business cards, this really is a, is a great strategy. In fact, I've got a bunch of cards in front of me here, and I would probably guess and have to credit you for giving me the idea. Because I, I never had business cards for my sites, and now I've got five different cards, one for each site, and I hand them out. Quite often, uh, when I'm you know talking with somebody, I think would benefit from it. So it's a you know it's probably a good reminder that although we all live in the online space for the most part, there's a lot of business to be had in the uh, in the offline space. Well, that's what I'm doing now. Instead of business cards, now each website is going to end up having a book. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll, let's 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 hold that one. We'll hold that one till after the break. Because uh, okay. there's a whole conversation there. Let's go, let's stay back in the early days, though. Let's go back. So it was I guess it was 2014. Arlene and I were in New York City for our very first time, and we'd already done Times Square. Oh, sorry, 2004. You're right. Ten years ago, 2004, and we were getting ready to get on the cruise for the affiliate summit. And this would have been, I guess, the second affiliate summit with around 225 people, 250 people on board a, a cruise ship heading for Halifax. But prior to that. Prior to getting on the boat, I think the night before, Brian Littleton, president and CEO of ShareSale, put together an event. And we can kind of put a smiley face beside that because back then, uh, that event, how many people would you say were there? I don't know because it was kind of like a revolving door, but it could be anywhere from 50 to maybe 150. Yeah, so it was very small. And it was in a little pub or a little bar in Soho. In New York City, and that's where I remember meeting you for the very first time. I, I was very nervous attending that party, actually. Uh, I didn't realize what ShareASale really was until that day, and I was surprised that you know I put a in you know I asked if there was any invites. I think I wanted a message boards or whatever, and they said, "Yeah, okay, come on down, you know, welcome." So I, that was really my first affiliate event, and that's- it just so happened that day. That's interesting you say that because that's a, that's a common feeling a lot of people have going to a new event uh, in this industry and I guess any industry where you, you're, you're kind of going into the unknown. You don't really know who's going to be there, what to expect. Are people going to be tapping you on the shoulder all the time? And even with Affiliate Summit coming up, I believe, next month uh, in your neck of the woods. Yeah, in, actually in a week, or, a week or two. Okay, in New York City. Same idea. So any of you listeners that are heading off, Arlene and I will not be there. Uh, I'm not sure. Are you heading there this year? Yes, I'm actually speaking. I actually have a roundtable. 
Ah, okay. Well, give yourself a little plug for, for your talk. Uh, what I'm going to explain is how I published 18,000 blog posts last year and built the house. And built the house, yeah. And built the house. I'm getting so much, you know, I deal with a lot of uh, affiliate marketers that are kind of new to the business, and they're mm -hmm. always telling me, oh, I have no time to blog. Well, oh. I'm going to show some secrets on how I did that last year without, you know. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to see if I can get you to share a few of those when we talk about uh Hurricane Sandy because I know uh we were in communication a little bit while that was going on and I was amazed at what you were up to. Mm -hmm. Let's let's go back though. Let's let's talk about the internet when you finally decided. When when was it that where you finally decided, you know what, this deserves my attention. There's a business to be built here. I can earn a great uh, you know, I can develop some profit for the for the business, earn some income for myself. Where was it when you realized that? Was that eBay or was it affiliate marketing? Or where where did it kind of take off for you? It, it was probably I was still busy with eBay from in '99, so till about 2001. So I want to say about 2002, 2003, probably just before I met you is when I realized that we can make this a full time gig. What was you say, uh, and how long did it take you to see your first real success in the affiliate space? Uh, I tell everybody that I started on the internet and then I did it wrong for two years because <laughs> everybody thinks that they have the next greatest idea and it just never pans out until something takes hold. So 2003, I want to say. Okay. So then what would you say in that era? I'm going to probably ask you this a couple times or maybe two or three times as we go. But back at that time, what would you say your biggest failure or setback was? Uh, biggest failure was probably not – Adapting to get newsletters, have email signups back in the day. I probably went about four or five years without that. Yeah. So uh, another big another big failure. I started with automotive, and in a certain niche, and I thought maybe I would be able to branch out to do every other niche and build an auto parts store at the same time, and yeah. that failed miserably. So a few too many websites. Uh, no, just one website, but too much diversity in it. Okay. Okay. Good, good thing to point out too is is the ability you know the niching down and right into the topic. But also you mentioned newsletters. I too I didn't start my newsletters till about two thousand and five, when I finally decided to you know. So I don't remember who who I was talking to. Who was it? I remember Ryan Alice from. Uh, in fact, this might have even been two thousand six. Ryan Alice from Eye Contact. He was the CEO. At the time, he was like 23 years old, 24 years old, just sold it a couple of years ago for $159 million at the ripe old age of 27. Nice. And it's a, it's a business uh, that competes directly with Aweber. And he had mentioned on one of the coffee talks where I was interviewing him, he said, you know, 70% of the people that visit your website, you will never, ever see them again unless you get them on your list. And I'll tell you what, that hit me in the side of the head like a brick. Because you imagine, and you you picked it up even a little earlier than I did. Talk about opportunity lost, where you've got all of these people coming to your site, and out of every hundred of them, you're never going to see seventy of them again, unless you can give them a good opportunity to get on your list and maybe a great incentive to do so. So you started picking up on that, and I know now, and you have for years. Anytime you start anything online, one of the first things you do is start an email list. I'm a, I start an email list probably before I even pick a domain name. <laughs> at this point and still you know still i talk to affiliates oh, i'm going to get to it i'm going to get to it i haven't started it yet and i've had some people have asked me over the years and earlier on i would have said you know start an email list i'm more of a podcasting guy which is also a list uh but either way 
if uh, if you had to start all over again, I would imagine. Let's say you couldn't. Okay, if you had to, let me let me pose a question to you. If if everything went for naught and for some reason all your sites just disappeared off the internet and you had to start all over today, what would knowing what you know now, what would you do differently than when you started? Oh, that's a very good question. Uh, I don't know. I think I would have to think about that. Uh, it basically it happened. Uh, after Hurricane Sandy, I started a brand new site like a week before, and I had to go back to the roots of how I made money online to pay for the the hurricane and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, newsletter was you know the first thing. Uh, oh, you know what? Making contact with other websites in your niche and working together ah. would probably be a big thing. We were all independent, and I want to rank higher than you and all of that. So cooperation among websites in the niche would be something. Great advice. Great advice. I can see uh, we are coming up against a break. Let's do this when we return, Vinny. Let's talk about uh, just a bunch of things. I want to talk about Hurricane Sandy because I know that uh, that'd be a very inspiring story for a lot of affiliates who are looking at uh, creating content and maybe wondering, you know, if they've got what it takes to pull that off and how to go about it and if they have the time to do it. I think you're going to be able to deal with that very uh, neatly. Talk yeah. about photography and using uh, your cameras to create content, and let's talk about the uh, the awesome gang site that uh, that uh, you started. And let's talk about uh, Debbie, of course, Deborah who we uh, love a lot, another affiliate marketing uh, rock star, and then talk about uh, CNN uh, and Cadillacs and developing content around uh, your passion. We'll do all that and much more right after the break. More affiliate books coming up after we hear from our sponsors. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. 
Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's James and Arlene. Arlene is away today, but I do have Vinny O'Hare, Internet Pioneer, podcaster, speaker, author, and a highly successful affiliate marketer with us today. And we're talking about why it pays to think outside the box. Now, Vinny, let's let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about... Hurricane Sandy, and let's get into a little bit of the detail if we could, because, you know, when we're sitting out here on the West Coast or we're living somewhere, somebody's living somewhere where they're not having to deal with the hurricane, I know this was a big one when you guys got hit there. Take us through the night. Like, take some time and kind of delve into this. We'll talk about content and everything that kind of spilled out the other end of it, but take us through what that night was like when Hurricane Sandy hit, where you lived, where you were, where you were situated, and how the whole evening and through the night unrolled. Well, like you, uh, I mentioned before, I'm on the Queens-Brooklyn borderline. I'm on a little island called Broad Channel. There's only a 1,000 houses. I've been there for f- my whole entire life in the, in the same house. And we've had high tides and stuff like that. It's probably a pretty common occurrence, but you know, sometimes they tell us to evacuate and all that, and we evacuated the year before for the hurricane, and nothing really happened. The hurricane actually hit us more upstate New York in my brother's house than it did. So this time we were, stay, we were saying, oh, we're going to stay. Uh, of course, we have a lot of animals and stuff, so it's really kind of hard to get up and move with all the animals. Mm-hmm. But uh, this this one was a little different. Uh, they came around in bullhorns and telling everybody to get out, and by by the time they told us to do that, it was it was too late to go anywhere. All the hotels were booked up, and and. You couldn't even move on the street, so we we were there. We made an arrangement with my next-door neighbor who has a two-story house. He was away golfing in Myrtle Beach, so we had his keys, and you know we're very friendly with him. So he told us if anything happens, just go upstairs in our house. So about – I guess I want to say about early in the afternoon, the, the tide came up in the early part, and it came up in the street higher than normal. So I pretty much knew I was in trouble. And Debbie, with all the cats, wasn't taking any precautions and stuff, so we moved upstairs to the neighbor's house. And we, that, that's where we were basically watching your house our house sink. It's kind <laughs> of crazy to say. But a uh, good thing we moved because the water uh, was on the, in the street about three inches, and then within 15 minutes, we had three feet of water in the house. Wow. Uh, so it, went, it came up about four or five feet in a matter of 15 minutes. Wow. Um, it, it's kind of crazy to explain and, you know, but uh, as we were moving the cats and whatever valuables we had, you know, uh, it, it was only a matter of time. The water was like on my ankles as I was finishing whatever I could grab. Wow. So uh, we settled in upstairs at the uh, in the, the house and we were watching uh, we were watching the fires that you've seen on Breezy Point and all that. Mm-hmm. We were looking at that outside our window, and it was kind of like uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, <laughs> where you just see the, the flames and yeah. and all that stuff. And we knew we were in a better place than those people, because those people were swimming from house on fire to another house that was on fire. Wow. So, if you can wow. relate to that at all. 
So uh, we, we were okay. We were on Facebook most of the time during the hurricane because uh, Debbie's iPad had the dial-up service. Yep. And I yep. could connect my iPad to Huzz. So we did that, and I was taking pictures, and I was on Facebook during most of the storm, which turned out to be a very crazy thing. Uh, I had a neighbor come up to me uh, like the next day and thank me like crazy, like I was his best friend in the whole world, because he could tell he was out of town how high the water was and if his daughter was safe in the house. Wow. Wow. So a very surreal thing there. But uh, it was just me and Debbie and all the animals, and across the way was my friend Joe, who was upstairs in his second story, and we were basically doing flashlight signals. Are you okay? Because you couldn't open the windows and all of that stuff. Uh, so our house went underwater. The house that we were in had six feet of water, so there was no going downstairs. We were, like, trapped if the house caught on fire, which this was kind of crazy. This this must have been just the most scary thing, and I we were watching everything as it was unfolding. Thanks to you on Facebook, and I, you know, you had quite a, quite, you had everybody's attention to put it mildly. And I, I can't imagine you lived in that neighborhood your whole life, and I know you've got a lot of friends and family, of course, that live in the same neighborhood, and you you've grown up where you've got your I think you've been your brothers in the neighborhood, uncles, and yeah, I have five brothers within a well, four brothers within like a earshot of me, so everybody's house. Got wrecked. And I think your mom's house was right across the street. My mother's house across the street lifted up and floated and crashed into the neighbor's house that she was in. She yeah. was upstairs in, in that house. Yeah, so. so here here you are. It's the middle of the night. It's I imagine it's just screaming loud. It's full full on hurricane outside. I've been in worse storms. Uh it it wasn't the scariest of storms that I've been in for some reason. Uh it seemed like the wind was say a hundred miles an hour, but it was like a hundred miles an hour in every direction, so it was like I don't know. It was like killing itself right in our little part of the island where we were. Wow, wow. So then you survived the night. Did you get any sleep that night? Uh, we waited for the tide to start going down, and then we were sleeping. I went to sleep for like three hours because they were telling us that the next morning the tide was going to be worse. Oh, great. Yeah, oh, great. So, you know. So then in the morning you wake up. In the morning, yeah. I wake up, I go downstairs in the house that I'm in, and everything is sideways, and refrigerators turned upside down, and I'm like, I can't even imagine what you know, going into our house was going to be like. Yeah. Uh, a lot of home heating oil in the house, uh, salt water, sewage, you name it. It's, it was the worst. And so your house was obviously destroyed, and I remember seeing pictures of it. And that put you into you know, an amazing, I don't know what you would call it, journey of of recovering from that and i understand you're still working on that but take us back to that morning and then the next you know the next week because you'd mentioned to me and i know this even went on longer but you basically got into this area where you got all this stuff going on and every day becomes the same every day it was the same it was like groundhog's day so that morning everybody started taking stuff out of well you went around the neighborhood and seen you know if anybody was hurt and stuff but then that day we were basically throwing everything away and just like throwing it in the, in the middle of the street, you didn't care, just to get it out of your house. Uh, and everything weighed like 50 pounds, of a regular book full of oil. It was it was a very tedious task to throw away everything that you own. Yeah. <laughs> it still I sounds bet. funny to it sounds funny to me today uh, that I can actually say that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and it was the same thing. It was anytime the daylight was around, you uh, you would sleep with like half half asleep. Because you were still worried about looters at that time. Meanwhile, I was not worried about looters too much because I knew that the looters were going to go rob jewelry stores. They weren't going to come in people's houses where there was nothing. You know, everything was destroyed. Yeah. But yeah. at the time, it yeah. was a little bit more intense. 
<laughs> so you, you would you would sleep underneath a cold blanket, a cold wet blanket, at nighttime. As soon as the sun went down, like six o'clock, because yep. there was no street lights, you couldn't do nothing. And then you would just lay there, you know, with your mind racing a thousand miles a minute, uh, waiting to get up to throw away everything that you didn't throw away the day before. Yeah, and you of know? course, there's no stores, there's no gas, there's no food, no stu- no stores, waiting no food. for the government. Yeah, uh, the very first night, well, the second night. One of the guys went to pick up his kids in Brooklyn, and he came back with pizzas for everybody on the block. So everybody got a slice of pizza. Wow. Wow. So through all this, you are taking pictures. You didn't manage to keep your head about yourself to, uh, you know, considering you were literally, I don't know, war zone's not the right, but you're definitely in a disaster zone. We were in a disaster zone, and we were by ourselves. Uh, There was no help coming. They were still fighting the fires over in Breezy Point and stuff like that. So there was no help coming for us at all whatsoever. So you're on your own. Meanwhile, you've got your iPads, and you guys are cranking out content's the wrong the wrong term for it because you were not you were not creating content because you wanted to create content. You were creating content because there was content that needed to be created, and it was a very interesting looking at it from the outside in, from my and maybe I wouldn't say. I don't know, selfish, but just from an observer point of view, looking at your ability to capture an audience and what you had done, not uh, probably just because of the circumstances, your situation was one of those where people needed to know what was going on. You happened to have the ability to, to, to develop the content, push it out. And which is a, you know, it's a, it's a skill in itself all to it, all into itself. And, and all of a sudden I started to watch your clout score. Oh, really? Just take off. I mean, you went from <laughs> basically a 50 to a 74, wow. which is an outstanding clout score. I mean, it literally just took off. But then, then as things started to settle down and I, and things started to, I wouldn't say get back to normal, but as the danger, I guess, disappeared, and the food began to arrive and you were getting the house cleaned out. And starting to think about rebuilding, and I'm probably collapsing many, many months into a short period of time because I know it went on for a long time. But you started to get back to work on your affiliate marketing business again. And I know the affiliate marketing world kind of rallied around you guys. Big uh, time. Yeah. That, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, what happened was uh, how we ended up out here in Arizona is uh, Debbie's daughter, Liz, uh, found us a place to rent out here. And we got Debbie in a uh, – we rented a big like uh, SUV and put all the animals in and uh, sent her out out here because I knew it was going to be hard to rebuild the house and you know I have no we had no heat at the time and all of that fun stuff. So the affiliate marketers got together without I had no idea that all of this was happening. I was kind of a little busy myself, but they ended up raising thousands of dollars for us, which was really really nice and it was able to get us you know back on our feet a little bit and relocated. Yeah. Get you back into a safe place. I can't thank them enough. Yeah, yeah. No, it was something to see. It was something to see. Good, good, good group. So then then you're kind of getting back on your feet a little bit, and I guess this is many months later, and then you picked it up again where you left off. And as you said, you, you lost a lot. I remember you guys lost a lot of photos, and you lost you know basically everything you owned other than what you could grab and carry upstairs in a very short period of time to the next house. Right. But you had, to, you had to really rebuild, didn't you? And, you, and I think you, you mentioned to me earlier, you're going back, and you're still rebuilding. Oh, yeah, we're still rebuilding. We're at about 90, 95%. Um, my mother is actually living in the New York house now because her house is still being 
it's a mess over there still. But uh, yeah, I've been going back and forth. Not as much recently, but we're, we're basically almost rebuilt. That's awesome. That's awesome. We're waiting for the city. The city is actually going to come in and supposed to raise the houses. So we're in the steps with architects and all of that fun stuff right now. Okay, good. I bet won't get into to the bureaucracy of it all, but give us you know give us ten seconds on it. Yay, nay, uh, nay, nay. Not good. <laughs> no, uh, the paperwork has been worse than the hurricane. Wow, wow, wow. I see. Okay, so let's let's shift gears. Let's let's kind of move out of that. And uh, thank you for sharing that. That's a you know that's a tough story. And you were full time affiliate marketer at the time, of course. In a lot of ways, uh, as far as content creation on your regular sites and everything you had going on comes to a screeching halt. Meanwhile, though, the websites are still there. They're still producing. Uh, they're still working for you. And then now that you come out the other end, uh, you've still got your business intact. Things are still running. Let's talk about uh, some of your sites. We're not going to have a chance to get into some of the stuff we talked about. We're going to push that after this next break in about uh, four or five minutes here. But let's let's talk about some of the fun stuff then. Let's let's kind of move into content creation using your cameras. And it's something that you and Debbie do magnificently. I think you've probably blazed the entire trail in the affiliate marketing space for the use of cameras to create revenue generating products and services and to market affiliate related products revolving around the use of your cameras. So take us back and, and bring us forward on, on exactly what you're doing. Take some time on this. This is a great story. Okay. Well, Debbie's actually d done a lot more with the pictures and, and stuff than I have. Um, she's actually developing, we developed eBooks and all of that stuff with pictures in it. Uh, but you want to talk about CNN and how that happened or? Yeah, well, actually, let's do this. Go, let's let's go back first to let's go back to Affiliate Summit Central in Austin, Texas. When Arlene and I walked into the conference area there, and Debbie and yourself were sitting at one of the big round tables, and on this table you had all of these books that you guys had. And this was my first. Uh, um, you had a light bulb moment. I did. <laughs> I did. This was like, okay, this is a very, very good idea, Vinny. Tell me about this, please. And you did. So would you share that story and, and how that all came to be and exactly what you were doing there? Um, well, we, we're using ebooks now to drive traffic back to our websites, which is kind of cool. Uh, like I said, we make photo books and have links back to our websites in the ebooks itself. Mm -hmm. And we most of the books we give away, this way they're on people's hard drives and – all of that because we use them for promotion. Yeah. Uh, the Cadillac site has a book, of course, with all Cadillac pictures, and people submit pictures to me and all of that. And that's a, a revenue and email newsletter sign up is like it's like the best thing in the world for it. I bet. And it's it's kind of nice to be able to like go to car shows and have your book with you with pictures. Yeah. That's that's kind of cool. Everybody wants to buy your book. Instant credibility. Instant credibility. Uh, I remember talking with Jim Kukrell, uh, Affiliate Buzz number 346. He says, the book is the best business card you'll ever have. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I listened to that too. He says, you just plop it down on the, on the desk and you know, any client is going to be like, oh my god. So, so these books, let's talk about give, – give the listeners like a visual on these books. These are photo books. They're like a, a coffee table book, and you can have them printed so they look gorgeous, sit on a coffee table. You can also send them digitally so there's no cost there. But I was looking at books from Debbie uh, back at the time of some of yours, and if I recall, there were books where you were taking 
or I think Debbie was taking photographs of butterflies around New York City. You, Correct. Give us some of the titles. We've some uh, of the ideas. We have butterflies. Uh, we went to a place down in Florida on vacation, and it, w- it was the only place in the world that has uh, – uh, it's like a blue mockingbird. I forget the, n- the name of it actually. But it ended up being a book, and it's like if you search for Google for this bird's name, a book comes up, which is kind of cool. It's, I don't know if we have a website for it. I guess I got to do that right after the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, blue Honey Creepers, that's what it is. The name escaped me for a minute. Blue so, okay. Yeah. So like she takes – she'll put a, a poem or whatever about a butterfly and put a, a picture of each butterfly and, or maybe a little description about them and stuff like that. And they, they sell pretty well. Yeah, they're, and they're gorgeous. They're absolutely gorgeous. I was, I was surprised at uh, the print quality because they're print-on-demand. You print them as you need them. You're not ordering five or 10,000 at a time. Right. But with the printing equipment that's available these days in print-on-demand, it's a beautiful book just as if it was printed for 100,000 copies. Yeah, we, uh, we upload all our books to uh, Amazon takes care of that, uh, CreateSpace. Amazon for the e-books and CreateSpace for the print books. Yeah, CreateSpace we've used a number of times, and that's the fact that you were the ones that put us onto that at that conference. And I would highly recommend anybody who's considering putting a book together. Now, let's just t- take you know maybe a minute here before we go to break and talk about what these books are structured like because they're you know typically how many photos are in there, and I'm, and I'm sure they're all different. Yeah, uh, they're all they're all different. Uh, we'll have some books with a hundred pictures, some books with you know five hundred pictures. Uh, and it, the, the e-books, everybody's – I made a mistake with my Cadillac book. My Cadillac book, I made it into an e-book first and didn't do a print book of it. Mm-hmm. And all the old-timers who go to the car shows, they're like, we don't even know what a digital file is. You know, they, don't, yeah. they don't do computers. So I ended up having to get a print book made of it. So that's pretty much basically how I started with the print books is because out of demand. Wow. wow. That's always good when the customer tells you what they need. That's right. Listen, when they're telling you, you listen. So mm-hmm. let's do this. Let's take a break. And when we return, I'm going to ask you about the U.S. one of the U.S. space shuttles and how you gained international exposure on CNN. Uh, for free. For free with that exact event. Amazing. We'll do that more right after the break. Okay. More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's James and Arlene. Arlene is away today, but I do have Vinny O'Hare, internet pioneer, podcaster, speaker, author, and a highly successful affiliate marketer for over a decade. And we're talking about thinking outside the box and uh, why it pays to uh, to do so. And here's a great example of uh, of using your camera as a method to create content, but then what uh, Vinny did with that content. So if you would, Vinny, talk, take us to... Uh, Lead us up to the day where the space shuttle arrived in New York okay. and uh, what happened. Okay. Well, about a week before the space shuttle came into New York, I joined the aviation forum. Uh, a whole bunch of plane geeks that take pictures of planes coming in and out of JFK airport and all the mm-hmm. airports in New York. So I got pretty friendly with the guys on the, on this aviation forum, and they knew which pattern the space shuttle was going to come in on when it was flying. All the, all the new stations, they were – given all kinds of bogus information. Yeah, yeah. So I, I set myself up in a little area near JFK Airport, you know, on a quiet beach, and I took some amazing pictures of the Space Shuttle Enterprise flying into JFK on its last last uh, mission. And this is when they were bringing it in to put it into a museum. Is that correct? Yes, they were bringing it in. It's, it's now sitting in the Intrepid Museum. They're actually building a new museum for it. It's probably okay. done by now, actually. Okay. But uh, about a week later, they transferred the – space shuttle from JFK to the Intrepid, and they did it by barge. They had done it with the Concorde uh, about 10 years earlier, 15 years earlier. So they pretty much knew what they were doing. But I ended up setting myself up on a bridge. Uh, I sat there for about maybe six hours with my tripod and my camera ready for it to come through because nobody knew what time it was coming through. <laughs> and I ended up taking a lot of pictures. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I had a, a picture of the space shuttle actually crashing into the train bridge. <laughs> uh, it, it was very strange the way it happened. It was a very calm day, and all of a sudden when the, tr- the thing had to come through the, the bridge, it was like a 50-mile-an-hour gust of wind, and it just grabbed the tail of the space shuttle and like moved it over like 10 feet. So it like ripped off a little part of the wing. Wow. But, uh, I didn't know it at the time. And I turned around and I posted some pictures on the aviation forum like all the rest of the plane geeks were. I call them plane geeks, but I mean that lovingly uh, because I am one. Uh So I I posted it up there and not thinking anything about it. uh, A news story comes out that the space shuttle had actually crashed into the bridge. 
and I posted the pictures up there, and I think I took Debbie to the doctor's office or something like that, and all of a sudden my phone started ringing. And it was a producer from CNN, and they had seen the pictures on the aviation forum, and they wanted permission to use them on the air. So me, of course, I'm like, okay. I'd never asked about money or anything like that because I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like – I had to sign a whole bunch of legal papers, give, releasing them for the f- photo and all of that. Yeah. And I made one condition that they can use them if they put my URL on the picture. And idiot me, I put videohair.com on the picture. <laughs> Actually, at first I put at, at Twitter. You always see that on CNN now where they put the person's Twitter name. Yeah, yeah. So, so it ended up they sent me probably – it aired about 4 o'clock in the morning and it repeated like all day long. And it sent me something like 10,000, maybe 15,000 hits to my website which had nothing to do with space shuttles so, <laughs> good so, way of getting traffic but it wasn't monetized correctly it wasn't definitely uh, a few lessons there yeah uh when cnn calls and asks you for your to, to use your pictures you ha- have to ask them how much they're going to give you yes and what <laughs> website you, you want to send them to yeah let's talk about cadillacs of course i'm a car fan you're a car fan you happen to be a fan of the cobra and i remember we had a conversation about cars uh a number of the number of them over the years and you have a cadillac website and i think you've started a second one and you do all kinds of interesting things with that cadillac uh, site from attending the new york auto show uh, to taking photos creating photo books of it talk about the Cadillac website and developing a website around a passion that you have and then how you go about creating content for that site. It's a great affiliate marketing story. The the Cadillac site actually is still in Microsoft front page, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, 99% of what happens to the site is on the blog itself. And yeah. the blog also gets sent out as an email newsletter anytime I post to it using AWeb's RSS feed. Yeah. One of the greatest th- things in the world. Yeah, one of the greatest inventions since the beginning of time. Yeah, everybody asks me, oh, I don't have time to send a newsletter. I'm like, I don't write newsletters. So yeah, right. <laughs> that's kind of hard to get across to new affiliates, by the way. <laughs> I know. It's a, it's a good one, though. It's definitely one. RSS to email AWeber. Look it up and s- install it today. Good advice, Vin? Yes. Uh, yeah, so I, I'll go to the New York Auto Shows and all of that stuff, and I'll post pictures up. Uh, and I've worked a couple times closely with Cadillac, and I have members. Uh, the Cadillac Country Club, although it's not a club, it will, you know, it has a whole bunch of people who send information. They'll send me pictures how long they've owned the car, and they basically write a page for me, and I'll put that out, and all of a sudden I'll have hits from all over the world and people responding from all over the world. It's kind of cool. Very cool, and you and you talk about the uh, the auto show because I know you take your camera down. Great place to get shots, current cars, the stories there. Oh yeah, I I normally go with a media pass, so there's no people around, and I'll sit there. I'll take pictures of all the cars, but mostly Cadillacs. I'll take five, maybe ten thousand pictures a day down there because I'll end up using them for you know books or promotion for something for the website. Put them on Flickr scatter a few among Google Plus, you know, anything that drives traffic back to the website. Uh, you do the same with the NASCAR website. And the NASCAR website, website runs you, the same. Yep, yeah. something else you've done. So you you've had, you have a very good uh, strategy here, a very great, a great strategy here for creating content using existing events and things that are going on. And, of course, NASCAR is massive. And you live in an area where you can actually attend events and a camera in hand. Talk about camera talk about your NASCAR site. 
Uh, my NASCAR site, Awesome Race Fans, it actually, I have like five or six writers for me. It's been a little slow this year. Uh, it's been neglected, I should say. But uh, I have five or six NASCAR fans, writers, and they end up going to races and sending pictures and, you know, a, a race recap. Or they'll do the top ten hot drivers or, or something like that. And it'll all end up going back. And it makes money through affiliate programs. So it's a beautiful thing. Selling tickets to NASCAR events, NASCAR memorabilia, very hot. You bet, you bet. No, it's a it's a great great lesson in content creation and getting the cameras. Everybody has a camera in their pocket these days too. I mean, even the digital cameras in our in our mobile phones are amazing. And you know what? I want to hop on James, uh, not to create competition for myself, but the NASCAR website. I, I I of course had an Atlanta Falcons website, but that's only good for like three months a year. NASCAR yeah. races 36 weeks a year, and they're only like off for Christmas and New Year's. So it's a year-round event. Wow. You know, like wow. some people will make websites just for like Black Friday deals and stuff. It happens yeah. one day, and that's it. Here I always have something happening. And, of course, in the off-season, there's always drivers changing teams and stuff like that. So it's a year-round event. Yeah, and I because you can see what the gear and the goodies that are available with NASCAR. And it's uh, – as a Canadian looking into that industry, I, I had no idea – NASCAR was so big, but it is absolutely monstrous. And you take a look at what was it last year? Was or last weekend was the Brickyard 400 mm-hmm. at Indianapolis? That's NASCAR, correct? Yes. Yeah. So it, I mean, just they only had a mere hundred thousand fans there. Yeah, I know, baby, <laughs> baby event. Yeah. Or let's do this. Let's jump into the speed round. I got ten real quick questions. You don't know are coming your way. Thank you. Let's uh, let's go with it. So real quick now. Windows or Mac? Mac. Ugh. I'm getting I'll never own another days. Windows PC again. Ugh. All right. We'll move on from that. Top three favorite. No, that's all we're going to do. <laughs> Top three favorite internet marketing conferences. Uh, Affiliate Summit. Mm-hmm. Affiliate Summit. Affiliate Summit. Okay. Perfect. Do you have a favorite success quote? Money can't buy you happiness, but it could buy you a Cadillac, so you go around and look for it. <laughs> Good That's one. actually Lou Reed. All right, awesome. Uh, and I know the answer to this one, I think. With Debbie, I know. I'm not sure with you, but probably are now if you weren't. Are you a cat or a dog person? Uh, cat. Another one, dream car? Cadillac ATS, convertible, not made yet. Dumb question. Convertible, not made yet, okay. Uh, what was the speed of your dial-up modem when you got started? 56K. Top three things a new affiliate marketer should be doing. Create content, newsletters, make your point of difference, point of view, something different than everybody else. Favorite business book? Sammy Hagar, Red. Really? Yeah. It's an autobiography, but oh my, he's, he's had like 75 businesses. Wow. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. What's a tool you, that you use every single day that you would hate to have to live without? Gravity Forms. Yeah, you're a big Gravity Forms fan. I gotta, you keep talking about that. I gotta listen to you on that one. Last time you were in an airplane, and where were you going? Uh, three months ago to Phoenix. Okay. Awesome. All right, so let's 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 uh, let's have some more fun. So that kind of ends the speed round. Let's talk about uh, a little bit more of the 
the travel and the lifestyle and the things that uh, affiliates uh, get to do. And, you know, and in your particular case, because of Hurricane Sandy, you actually had some benefits that uh, others don't usually have. Not that we want to call them benefits, but the business does have some advantages for sure. So what do you enjoy most about having a successful uh, online business? The ability to work from anywhere. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, in, in a matter of fact, uh, Debbie was needing a break, and we ended up going up to Sedona, which is about two or three hours from here, cameras in hand, and took some beautiful pictures for a couple of days and just be able to walk away from affiliate marketing a little bit. Very nice. Very nice. Sedona is beautiful. Breakations. Breakations. Absolutely. Breakations. So what do you do for fun? Uh, breakations. Breakations. That's right. <laughs> little getaways. Favorite hotel, where and why? Ooh, that's a good good question. Uh, don't really have one. Uh, well, we stayed in, uh, what was it, Pelican Hill, San Diego, I think. For yeah, Think-Tank. Pelican Hill in, in Newport Beach, California. Yeah, I believe that was it for the Sherisel Think Tank. That was that was probably one of the best hotels. That was stunning. Yeah, they, you, you call for a car and they send you a Bentley. Okay, this is good. <laughs> I like this. Uh, what is the most rewarding thing you've been able to do for someone because of your business? Uh help out a lot of newbie affiliate marketers. I get asked a ton of questions, and it's always nice when somebody listens to me and they end up doing exactly what I say, and like a month later, they'll come up out of the blue and be like, oh my God, I should have listened to you earlier. Absolutely. It works. Share your contact information, if you would, Vinny, as we uh, we close up. And give any you know any final words of advice to a new affiliates and where people can – I know you got a great podcast. Uh, got a little side-railed there, of course, because of uh, Hurricane Sandy, but you got a lot of great content there, great episodes. So talk about where people can find out more about the books that you and Debbie uh, do and any information you want to share. Uh, all of my stuff can be found at VinnyOhad.com. That's Vinny with a Y. I get asked that every time. Is it IE or uh, – at Twitter, you can find me at Vinny O'Hare. Basically, every single social network, you can find me at Vinny O'Hare. You bet. And definitely go follow Vinny on Twitter and uh, you know, fa- like him as a friend on Facebook and uh, definitely have a listen to what uh, he has to say. We we named this uh, Thinking Out of the Box, or I named this Thinking Out of the Box for a reason. I think, uh, listeners, you probably had a good uh dose of that today there's been a lot of uh, interesting uh, ideas shared and Vinny a lot of really inspiring stories and the generation uh, and generosity of uh, sharing uh, your thoughts and ideas uh, always great and I'm going to uh, see if I can get you back on if you'll have us again in the next few months because you do have so much to share yeah I think uh, we need to talk about how I wrote a book without typing a word that would be kind of cool that would be very cool. That would be very cool. And to talk more about some of your other books and stuff as well. So let's uh, let's definitely uh, plan to do that. And to the listeners, keep in mind that if there's anything that we mentioned here that you missed, we take all of the notes for you. And you can find them at jamesmortel.com forward slash AB348. That's Affiliate Buzz 348. So jamesmortel.com AB348. And if you haven't done so already, considering... Consider for us uh, rating uh, the show or giving us a review, especially if you've been listening to The Buzz for a long time. Uh, Give us a rating or review. Uh, It helps us to uh, let other people discover the show, of course, and helps uh, us to get better seen in iTunes and Stitcher. And you can do so at jamesmartell.com forward slash iTunes and or forward slash uh, Stitcher. And I invite you to come and hang out with us live every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Webmaster Radio here for the Affiliate Buzz. If you'd like to ask a question to be answered live on the show, you can do so at jamesmartell.com forward slash questions. 
And a final reminder that if you'd like to be alerted each week to new episodes, we do use RSS to email, uh, so you'll be alerted. So I invite you to subscribe to the Affiliate Buzz. I have included all your subscription options at jamesmartell.com forward slash subscribe. Vinny, thanks again. And to our listeners, thanks for listening to another edition of the Affiliate Buzz. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.